Hello, Manchester, PA, and welcome back to Podcasts by Owen. On this fine day today, we are sponsored by the local Tony's Morgue. A complete listening of today's episode will earn you not 10, not 20, but a whopping one-time special offer of 40% off your next purchase at Tony's Morgue. Offer only valid on purchases of $5,000 or more, and coupon expires after 180 days of no use. Tony's Morgue, you stab him, we slap him. All right, there's only one way to start off an episode on a Sunday morning, and that's with the personal opinion of yours truly. So this book, wow, this book, it was great, okay? It kept me on the edge of my seat wanting more and more as I read through each gruesome murder or intense crime scene. I think one of the most significant and crucial details of the book was the overall structure. When it comes to chronological order, this memoir couldn't have done it better. The gradual unveiling of each story of each personal account to an East Area rapist attack built suspense throughout the entire book and allowed the reader to piece together each event as if they were one of the detectives on the case. And the consistency of each of these separate pieces was like they were made as clones of each other. In the first two-thirds of the novel, every chapter consisted of the same exact structure. Identifying a problem or event, finding clues and evidence from that crime scene, and then processing that information to create more and more leads throughout the story. This was put together with surgical precision, and with that, it allows the audience to see even deeper inside the mind of Michelle and the other detectives. Okay, now consider the appeals throughout the book as well. This was heavily reliant on logos, okay, statistics, logic, facts. That's basically what a crime scene is, focusing on the hard evidence that one can acquire. Although you'd think an author would emphasize the pathos or emotional aspect of the stories, McNamara is able to put enough emphasis on the real information that it turns out to be what really sells the feeling for the audience of being inside the book. How about the audience itself? Who was this book really geared towards? Honestly, I felt like I was the judge and jury as I read each words on the page. I was being presented with evidence and information. I had no recollection of predetermined decisions about who or why, and I ultimately was forced to make my own assumptions and conclusions until the very end. Alright, so let's move on to what elements really made this book pop. I'm going to start out with two different quotes from the text, but I'm not giving you any context because I want you to have the full effect. Here we go, here's the first one. The voice was low. He spoke slowly. She recognized it immediately. Remember when we played? And here's the second one. But there was no mistaking the sound when you heard it. Movies don't capture the effect of the real thing. It's impossible to reproduce in a studio. Conversations stop. Heads jerk. Eardrums pound with dread for nothing signals terror like a teenage girl's wild, unrestrained scream in the night. Now tell me you didn't just get chills. Tell me the hair on the back of your neck isn't standing up right now. That's right, you can't. The writing and tone of this book alone just gets under the reader's skin and forces them to feel the same emotions, the same fear as the real people who actually experienced it. When I read that second quote, it was wow. I I got chills up and down my spine. What did this what did this remind you of? I'm curious. I kind of want to know. Uh, personally, 
It took me back to, you know, the classic Criminal Minds episodes. Actually, the one that I watched just recently where a man of his mid-20s or 30s abducts couples and forces the man to watch him rape the woman before killing them both. Reminds me of someone else I now know. But I was wondering, why is, why is it that we automatically associate things like this with such negative energy? McNamara wrote in her book, Those guys were psychopaths, serial killers, monsters. Whatever you called them, the conventional wisdom was that extremely violent serial killers didn't stop killing until they were forced to death, disability, or imprisonment. We have this terrible attitude towards anybody that commits a crime. Now, I'm not saying that the East Area Rapist doesn't deserve to be looked at this way. He did murder several people, along with raping dozens, and he was, he was a terrible person. But I went into this book while knowing only the fact that it was about a serial rapist with the idea that he was a terrible person. So without any detail, that, idea, that thought was already in my mind. Maybe that's just what we've all grown accustomed to in today's world of sexual assault and violence? I'll Be Gone in the Dark was a fantastic read. It was the first book in a while that I genuinely enjoyed reading for pleasure, and coming from a person who hasn't read a book for pleasure in probably five years, that's a big statement. The author's rhetorical moves and stylistic choices that engage the reader as if they were characters in the book, along with the suspenseful and heavy writing that kept me on the edge of my seat made an amazing book overall. Well, that's all I got for you today, and I hope you enjoyed my breakdown of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. If you made it this far, remember, Tony's Morgue. Better go get your discount.